seated. I started a lesson on Wednesday night and I called it Fighting the Good Fight of Faith. And uh, I have, oh, I don't know, 20 slides and I didn't get to finish them all. And I uh, added, I don't know, another 20 slides maybe or so to it and sent it in and said, I, we're going to uh, talk about this today. And then as I told you, I woke up feeling what we've been seeing here, just a mighty presence of Almighty God to heal and change and touch and deliver. And I, I had some of this in my slides and I, and I will get to them sometime, maybe, maybe not. But the point of it is, uh, when Jesus preached his first sermon, he quoted from Isaiah, the 61st chapter. Now you have to understand that when he said this, when these words were written, this prophet had felt like they were going to be going into captivity. They were going to be, they were going to be scattered abroad. There was all kinds of issues that were happening that were going to all of a sudden wipe them out. And all through Isaiah, you read some words. And then as he begins to culminate, he's talking about all the sin, all the bad. And these are the words that Jesus quoted in his first sermon and this was uh, the thing the spirit of the god lord god is upon me that's what we've been feeling around here the spirit of the lord god and that's what's so powerful you can have that spirit not only on you you can feel it in your hands and feet and body and from your head to your toe but it can come flowing out of your inside as you begin to just praise and worship God and you speak forth in a heavenly language. Nobody teaches you. Nobody says anything. You can have not only the Spirit of God on you, but you can have it living inside of you. That's what my wife was talking about with Sister Ludisa. There was, she just began to raise her hands and let the, and the Holy Ghost begin to flow like a river of living water. That's what Jesus said in John 7. Out of your belly shall flow a river of living water. What a privilege we have. And Jesus said these, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord hath anointed me to preach the good tidings unto the meek and hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted and to proclaim liberty to the captives. Amen. I don't really like being around brokenhearted people. I don't like to be around people that are captive. I don't like to feel brokenhearted. I don't like to feel bound, but the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. But the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He is able to break every chain. He is able to pour oil and wine. How can a lady who says, I've been battling for five years, we know he has a, an aneurysm or he has a place that's weak and at any moment my husband could pass away and then on top of that to have to have open heart surgery, then on top of that to have to have cancer and then on top of that to get septic and, and then an infection all through his body and then on top, well, you know what? But the, she's here praising the Lord today. The spirit of the Lord is the only thing that makes you feel that way. 
marriage. That's why she said, I don't know how people do it without God, without the church. He says, to proclaim liberty, the opening of the prison to them that are bound. Go on. Verse 2, and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all that mourn, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Sometimes you have to put on a garment of praise. That they might be called trees of righteousness. The planting of the Lord. That he might be glorified. And I I, I did a lot of teaching and preaching on Wednesday. And and as I said, we have a lot of slides. But but if you go and you read in Romans, you know, we talk about Abraham being the father of the faithful. And and you begin looking at Hebrews 11th chapter in faith and the end of 10th chapter. All of that. But notice what it says in Romans 4th chapter in the 18th verse about Abraham. It said, who against hope he didn't have the Holy Ghost. He didn't have the Spirit of the Lord. He didn't have a Bible. He didn't have somebody else, a church family. He had no church family. He had no Bible. He had no friends that preached. In fact, the Lord said, leave everybody. But all he had was a word from God. He had heard a word and he believed. He had faith. That's why I said this is a fight for faith. Fight the good fight of faith. Who against hope believed in what? Hope. That he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken. So shall my seed be. Go on. Next verse. And not being weak in faith. You ever had, ever, you know, when we go through something, what does it do? It starts challenging my, yeah. well, come on, Lord. I haven't seen the miracle. I haven't seen it the way I thought it was going to be. I thought I was going to be able to push a button, and this was what was going to happen. And it was going to, I put in 50 cents, 75, dollar and a quarter. Now, yeah. used to be a quarter, nickel and dime, but now it's, you know, I put in a dollar 50 or $2, and I expected the little machine to run over and grab what I asked for. I put my choice in, C7, and that I wanted that, and that's what. Think about it. And if God doesn't answer that way, I don't have faith that God can do anything. Oh, you just don't know the God that I serve. He does all kinds of things upside down and inside out and around about. I don't know why he does it certain ways, but you know what? I still believe he, there is a God and he is still able. Listen to what he said. He looked. He considered not his own body not being dead. Did he realize that he was an old man? And that, okay, yes, guess what? I, you know, I'm dead. When he was about 100 years old, did he consider Sarah and her? The word came from the Lord, you're going to have a son. Amen. <laughs> He didn't have to have a doctor tell him, you're sick. He didn't need.
received a medical MRI. David's got an MRI scheduled for Monday. That's a miracle that he got one scheduled. But I'm going to just tell you, he didn't need an MRI to tell him what was wrong with him. Abraham knew this is impossible. I know me and I know my wife. Sorry, it ain't happening. He's the father of the faithful who against hope believed in hope. And the Bible says he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief but was strong in faith giving glory. That's the key. That you keep giving glory. No matter what the report says. It becomes whose report will you believe? <laughs> you say, oh, but you don't understand. He kept giving glory to God and being fully persuaded. I don't know how. I don't know where. I, but what I am fully persuaded in is that I... Just like the three Hebrew boys, remember? We don't know if we're coming through, but we know we could come through this. I don't know what that report might say. It might say this, but guess what? I know I am fully persuaded. I am going to worship God this morning because I am fully persuaded that what God has promised, He is able to perform. Oh, what are you saying to me? I am saying to you that I understand that whenever things happen and we end up getting discouraged and we get disappointed. Has anybody ever been discouraged? That's because you're looking at what going on. I, I know how I feel. I know my body. I know what my wife, I, I know I'm discouraged. I am disappointed. And when I am disappointed and I am discouraged, it attacks my faith. I'm not talking about some spiritual Prozac that doesn't consider your own body or doesn't consider going to the doctor or doesn't consider, I, I say do all of that. But at some point, you still have to give glory to God that what he says he can do. He is able to do it. Doctors, I know what you're saying and I appreciate your wisdom and your knowledge and your schooling and I want you to do all that you can do but I want you to also know I have a great physician. I know a God. <laughs> and I am fully persuaded <laughs> that I'm going to worship the Lord a little bit. And all of a sudden, my discouragement becomes encouragement. My disappointment becomes an appointment. Now, why is that important? Because, I, and I'll show you, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it sometime. There was a little girl who ended up in the palace 
in front of a king that was an unbeliever. And all of a sudden, things begin to happen in the kingdom. You remember? And what did they say? Her uncle told her, said, honey, you have been set in the kingdom for such a time as this. Fifty-eight times in the Bible, people scream, how long, O oh Lord, before you send deliverance? How long, O oh Lord? Revelation, the sixth chapter, shows saints under the altar saying, how long, O oh Lord, before you send deliverance? And I know there are some of us that feel like we've been battling, we've been hitting our head against the wall and praying, but we're going to have to turn disappointment into an appointment. What do you mean, Pastor? I'm saying that we have to say we have been appointed to go before the presence of God and carry the needs of our bodies or somebody else. And we have been appointed to be the ones that will proclaim glory in the midst of going through a trial. I don't know what it is, but we were appointed to carry. You remember the early church? Whenever they got thrown in jail and they got beat and they got through all this, what'd they come out doing? Woo! I was counted worthy to suffer for the name. I want to tell you something. For those of you that are part of this church family realize our whole world is on fire and stress and turmoil and fear and anxiety. And some church, some people have got to be appointed to lead the way and show that when you are going through the darkest valley that you can imagine, I'm going to still praise. I'm going to still worship. I'm going to still Let's stand. Hallelujah. I know. I know. I, I, I can feel discouraged. But as I begin to praise God, I can feel the encouragement of the Spirit. Sister Benita, come here with me. I, I don't know what God's going to do. you're going to go home to. A few years ago, Sister Bev went home on a Sunday morning and found her husband for two years. It was a, he never was fully recovered, but God gave him such a great relationship. She'll tell you, it bound us together. And I want you to know, you, COVID required you to work at home You've been able to be there with Richard. You've been able to have breakfast with him. You've had a whole different relationship than what you had before all of this began. Don't be discouraged. Don't feel disappointed. The Lord appointed it for you to be able to praise God.